This is Thrive Perspectives, an ever-growing discussion about the issues that shape our lives with your guides, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and DJ Payne. Welcome to the 29th episode of Thrive Perspectives. It's your old mate, DJ Payne here. And sitting opposite me is the Dr. Matthew Jacoby. I am, and, and I'm impressed at our environment here. <laughs> I feel like a professional. Yeah, we've, uh, we've um, finally, if you've been listening for a little while, you've noticed uh, that, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the studio, rebuilding the studio, mm-hmm. fitting it out and everything like that. After a few weeks of recording basically in a spare room, yeah. we are back in the studio and it is stage one complete. Schmicko. Schmicko in here. <laughs> if you, uh, by the time this goes out, there will be a few photos and videos up on our social media on Facebook. So if you haven't seen that yet, make sure you get across that. You can have a look there. Now, before we start in this in, in this episode, Matt, and yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about art yeah. on, on this episode, which uh, is, is always an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I want to, uh, in, in talking about supporting the artists and talking about, you know, the history of of uh, you know Christian people supporting artists. Yeah, uh, I wanted to get uh, you on the upfront here, um, where we've been spending the last uh, month or so letting people know that they can support mm. what we're doing with Thrive Perspectives and Thrive Deeper. Okay, yep. becoming a financial mm. you know monthly partner with us, whatever they can afford a month or a one-off donation or anything like that, they can give. Mm. And I know, and the reason why I do all that dirty work is because you don't want to you don't want to talk about this at all. <laughs> you just sail right above the finances and you go whatever I don't. Whatever happens there, but I'm dragging you into into the into the muck of the mire with the finances, um, because uh, in in at the end of this month, and the, the, I think it's the 26th of March, and I'll let you know exactly, uh, you know, halfway through this episode, we're going to try something unique, something brand new for our financial supporters. Okay, and I love doing this. Like you haven't yeah. heard about this yet, no, but I you know, I'm wondering what you're going to say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love getting you live on here. We're going to record an episode in here, and then we're going to turn on the camera and go live to our new Facebook group, mm-hmm. where people can ask us mm-hmm. questions about All anything right. they want. Previous episodes, right. a bit of a Q and A time, live video in our Facebook group. We've got a brand new Facebook group for our uh, supporters group. Yeah. So if you're able to give anything, whatever amount, from as little as five dollars a month, you can then become part of that group and get access to some of these live videos yeah. and everything with us in there. Cool, sounds good. <laughs> so, is there any questions you you do or don't want when we go live in a oh, couple no, of weeks? I'm, 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 any question is good. I'm, <laughs> Anything. It will, hopefully, hopefully, we might even we might even um, get some questions going with this episode. Yeah, good. Now, I, do, I still, as we're recording this, I don't know what to call this episode. The title of the episode. I'm thinking about calling it, you know, Christian art question mark. Uh, yeah, possibly. Although, I mean, I think um, what I'd like to do is do a broad a bit of a broad sense of understanding the role of the arts for Christians. And okay. then, and I think that's a good way of, uh, of Getting, sort of entering into that. In, entering the question. So maybe, yeah. so maybe, you know, the Christian, the Christian perspective on the arts. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. There you okay. Go. That's you a always long like title. It, you like it longer. <laughs> I always try to get it shorter. Okay. So to start yeah. off here, let's define, let's get some definitions as we mm. begin. Define art. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's, Probably the hardest question of the whole thing. I, I mean, um, what, what I, I think what we'll focus on uh, in this uh, episode is uh, the fairly familiar art forms. You know, okay. painting, uh, uh, literature, yes, music, uh, music, and film. Yeah. Now, um, but you've also got sculpture. Yeah, that's you've right. Got got, yeah, yeah, that's right. There, there are lots of others. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so, but we'll, we'll try and be. I mean, that that is broad enough. Yes. Um, so this is this is a topic that's quite close to my heart. I mean, I have been a musician for a n- number of years, of mm. course. Um, uh, we co-own a big contemporary art gallery. Uh, yep. So um, your family and another you yeah, know, that's right. Your yeah. best your best friend's um, family. So we are uh, yeah, just uh, always um, have always engaged with the arts. In fact, when I was in high school, my 
number one uni option actually was going to do was to do fine arts. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was uh, and and in fact, uh, when I, I didn't my know first job when I got uh, out of school was as a commercial illustrator. Really? Yeah, that's right. I have a I have a very similar I had a similar pathway. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, I went yeah. into illustration. Yes, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Not about you. Yeah. And then and then yeah, my first job out of high school yeah. was was Yeah, I think your stuff was a lot better than mine, but <laughs> uh but but loved, you know, loved the arts oh, and wow. um and so yeah, obviously very passionate about that. And I also uh, I teach one of the it's a subject that I introduced actually at um Melbourne School of Theology is a subject called Faith and the Arts, yep. uh, where we look at um, those four areas of the arts yes. in a you know in a sort of one semester course, um, and it's it's a growing it's a growing area of interest. I may say uh, a lot of the um, you know that there are a number of seminaries in America who mm-hmm. that that are recognizing the importance of the arts mm-hmm. uh, for. Christian formation for the church, you know, it look it has been, it has been done to some extent, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like in the last couple of decades, the the in in various different ways, the you know the the role of the arts mm. for Christian life mm-hmm. has been uh, coming into a time of sort of reappreciation. Of course, it's when you look at history, mm. um, most of what. Uh, most of the spiritual formation of the average person down through history yes. actually happened through the arts, like through painting mm-hmm. was a really important um, avenue of instruction yep. uh, for people. Uh, music, that, 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 was, uh, that was a big one. Uh, you know, singing. Uh, architecture, of course, was, I mean, that, that yes. spoke volumes. Even to the point of a stained glass window. Yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah. In the church type of thing like yeah. that. So... Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to be facetious here because there's so many, you know, there's so many yeah. jokes and everything. As soon as you bring up arts and Christianity, yeah, so many people want to push back and, you know, you know, and even even those of us who've been, um, in, you know, done artistic endeavours, whether that's photography, you know, fine art, drawing, you know, music or anything yeah. like that. When you get involved in a church, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're a fantastic artist. Oh, that's great. We need the... You know, we need the children's uh, backdrops done for the Christmas show this year. Can you paint them? And it's like, I don't really do that. But, you know, like there's that mm. – it seems like for a lot of artists, the, their experience of their art in church has been a frustrating one. Yeah. Yeah, that is um, – I, I, I think you'd be right there. And, I, I mean, I, I think it's partly down to a mistake that that you have to – that every gift is has to, in some way, be used in the church. I mean, mm. I, I think it's great to, um, in a sense, to to it's like tithing your gift in a sense. Like yes. actually, you know, if 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 it can be benefit, then that's great. I mean, you know, um, sort of bringing, you know, as we come together, there's a sense of, you know, bring bring your gift to the altar, bring it, you know, uh, and. Uh, and I think that can be a great thing, but uh, but uh, artistic gifts actually can be powerful ways of, um, you know, uh, of, um, I guess, operating outside of the church sphere as a Christian in in, that's in a great some really point. effective ways. That's a great point. You know, living your life out there because I guess would it would it be wrong for me, Matt, to say that you know if we look historically. Maybe us as Protestants, mm-hmm. you know, uh, us coming from, you know, the, you know, the the, the Protestant movement, the, yeah. you know, from from Luther down, yeah, we sort of became very focused, mm. utilitarian, you know, we we became yeah. very. That's a good point. This yeah. has got to serve a purpose, and this purpose is the gospel, the bo- scripture alone, yeah. the gospel alone. What are you doing? You're doing something yeah. that doesn't pre- preach that gospel. Forget about it. Move it. Like- yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we did we. I think the Protestant tradition. Now that's a bit broad because yes. um, uh, I would say the more the um, the evangel. Let's talk about the evangelical tradition yes. actually, because I think uh, in the Lutheran tradition you have amazing investment in the arts. I mean, yeah. uh, Bach was yeah. was Lutheran, and and yeah. they the way I'm, that they oh, look, fostered I, music. And I am painting with and, a very big yeah, broad yeah, I know, I know, brush. and. Uh, and and of course you know some beautiful sacred music and and, yes. and art in the um, Church of England tradition and but the thing is it, the the evangelical tradition comes out of a desire 
to um, it, it's in a sense it was birthed with the ordinary people. It's yes. it's the everyday ordinary person, and a lot of those art forms were quite high and esoteric and not Very, necessarily yes. Yes. not necessarily um, intelligible to the mm-hmm. ev- average everyday person. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's all it's that plus it also came out of traditions that were a bit more puritanical. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want, and, and I don't mean. Well, originally that was a, a pejorative term. It was a term of, <laughs> of contempt. Yeah. Uh, because, but actually, the the heart of the Eng- of the English Puritans. I mean, there's some beautiful things happening in that movement, and, and the heart of it was let's just get back to the simple basics. You know, let's get we just give us an empty room and God and the Word, and that's enough. And yeah. I love that. I, yes. That's that's a be- that was a beautiful sentiment. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, I, I think I think though that what happened in the evangelical tradition is it became very, as a result, became very um, word focused. And I mean, small W, like I don't mean, of course, everything should be Bible focused. Uh, I mean, um, uh, like language words. Yep. You're you're learning from books. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, again, painting with very broad brushes, the the Protestant movement was built basically on the back of the built, you know, the, the birth of the printing press. Yeah. yeah. So so we are, we are people of literature. We are people of reading. We are people of study. You know, we have a tradition like that. And there's a little bit of us. I mean, I'll be, I'll speak as a Baptist, a born and bred Baptist. Uh, there's a little bit of us that have a little bit of a nose in our in the air. Our our version yeah. of snobbery yeah. is to look at those Roman Catholics with all that fancy schmancy stuff yeah. on the wall, or the Orthodox with all the yeah, icons yeah, yeah. everywhere, and go, <sighs> look at those poor suckers who need all of that f- stuff. Not me. I've got my word. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, remind me to talk about uh, icons. Uh, actually, <laughs> I'm pointing to your notepad. But um, uh, yes, yeah, we 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 can, and and I think um, I think our you know, there's a lot coming through, a lot of po- positives about the evangelical, evangelical tradition, the Protestant tradition, because it had a desire for clarity. Yes. Let's be clear. Yes. Uh, let's get rid of, because there was, let's face it, a lot of superstition mm-hmm. that had, that had crept into the Catholic tradition, and they wanted, you know, um, relics and all sorts of, um, yeah. you know, praying to saints and, mm. and all sorts of things. And they just wanted to clear all of that out. They There was also a reaction against what was perceived to be idolatry, you know, the yeah. use of icons yeah. and... Um, uh, graven so, images. That's right. So it, it was a, there was a, there was a, you know, a reaction against that. Um, now, like a lot of reactions, they can become overreactions. <laughs> we maybe threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, yes, because um, <laughs> because there is, uh, I think, an aesthetic dimension. That we, we, there's an aesthetic dimension to us as human beings, Amen. and and this is, I think, something that has been uh, has been. Or tends to get overlooked in in the Protestant and particularly the evangelical tradition, mm. where spiritual formation very much becomes a matter of education and information. Mm-hmm. Well, education is about information, mm-hmm. um, whereas um, uh, I think it it actually is based on uh, a a very narrow view of what we are. We're not just a brain on sticks. So I'm just going to pour ideas into your brain and that's how you will be formed spiritually. No, actually it's, uh, we are primarily um, uh, creatures of love and worship. We are made for love and worship, right? And, and it's, it's what we love the most and, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's our desires that really animate our lives and direct our lives. And so you need, uh, we need things in a form and, we need um, uh, material that actually speaks to our desires and, and sh- helps to shape our desires. That stretches our imagination. Um, that's a good. Say that. Okay, you're on. You're on something here with imagination. This yeah. is a really important. Yeah, that's poem. right. So we, we we actually need stuff that can stretch our imagination now, yeah. because if you, if your imagination gets stuck in a rut yes. and you can't imagine anything different, yes. then you are going to be stuck in a rut. And, exactly. and one of the great um, benefits of, of the arts is that it, it can have this role of stretching our imagination uh, and uh, and at the same time appealing to our desires. Mm. Um, now, there's a, there's a very influential book uh, that I'll refer our listeners to that uh, I think is, it's not, not the easiest read, but it's, um, it's a book by James uh, Smith, uh, James K.A. Smith, uh, and it's called Desiring the Kingdom. Okay. And uh, it's an excellent um, 
corrective to a, a kind of approach to Christian education um, and, and spiritual formation that focuses just on information, 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 yeah. you know, words and texts. Yeah. And he's saying, actually, what, what we really need is something more like affective pictures of the the life in God, like yes. and 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 things to actually stir our emotions and help mm-hmm. us uh, help us enter a contemplative space. Uh, he talks a lot about. I mean, I, he he takes this in a slightly different direction than I probably would. I mean, he talks a lot about uh, cultural liturgies and and okay. and and movement and yep. you know. So I, I you know I think he's talking about the those elements of liturgy. I, I'd I'd probably want to take that a more into the realm of learning con- c- contemplation yes around things that are ultimately mysterious see we don't like uh we're not very good at mystery no. uh, as protestants we no. like everything clean and cut no room for it's just yeah. bang 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 yeah. now you know i think i think the um the charismatic traditions have brought a bit of uh, have brought some of that back in um but but we still we still even there we like it all clean cut. Yeah, this happens and then that happens well, and that's how this works. That's and where I would push back as someone who sort of looks at the charismatic tradition with a few question marks. I would say you say they bring back some mystery. I think they've maybe done it sometimes for some. Don't yeah. want to don't paint too broad a yeah. brush. They've done a disservice to the mystery, as in like pull, putting pulling the mystery down into a box. Yeah, yeah. So that, it's always done this way. Yeah. it's done in this pattern. It's done like this. Yeah, that's right. That that, that can happen. But mm. I mean, I but I think you know, I think there was a real move of God there that uh, that did introduce an experiential uh, whole yep. experiential yes. dimension and 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 the revival of the gifts of the spirit and all this sort of stuff. But I mean, that's another topic. But yeah. I think the um, that that element of something experiential. Something uh, that yeah. gets us, that allows us um, to encounter mystery without having to break it down and divide it all up. Mm. Uh, I think there's a famous quote from Victor Hugo that says, "Music expresses that which cannot be spoken, but on which it is impossible to remain silent." Mm. So it, it's it, um, it it's the what I'm going to call the non-propositional art forms, I think, have particular significance okay, for def- that. Define, so so that a it- proposition is something I stick in language, like a doctrine, right? Okay. But uh, a non-propositional art form is just like a piece of music. Mm. Like, I a mean, photograph. take a, uh, Well, no, no, a photograph is, is a, I would say, is propositional because it's of something. You can point to it and say that is a this. Mm. By non-propositional, um, I mean... Uh, like an a, a classical piece without any words or anything, where okay. where where you actually you're listening and it's experiential, but it's you don't you don't know what it's about or it's it's like standing in front of uh, an abstract painting like a Mark Rothko okay. painting, a big field of red and mm-hmm. whatever. And you know, famously, people stand in front and say, "Well, what what is that? What is that meant to be?" Or, or even worse, you know, I, like I people say. Anyone could do that. Like a, yeah. an ape could do that. Yes. Well, apes don't do that. Yeah, yeah. As humans, we because we're we're intensely expressive. Uh, it's it's a it's actually a very human thing uh, yes. to do, um, because we're spiritual beings, and there's something uh, about expressing that and that element of mystery. And so I think um, the non-propositional art forms, uh, I think, have been the hardest, particularly for evangelicals in our very words centered you correct uh kind of uh or, or what what is, in philosophy is referred to as logocentrism yes um i've got to throw out some fancy philosophical terms anyway um so uh yeah we we tend to struggle with that and, and i've often you know if if you you know if you if, i mean in teaching this and i put up an abstract you know work and early in the course i i try to get responses from my students you know yes. i'll put up abstract painting and there's always someone say, well, what is that i mean what yeah. like what, but what actually is it like what is that about and, yeah. and because they're, they're looking for clear cut mm. uh you know just give me the propositions yeah. and and that's you know it's not the that propositions and doctrinal propositions are not important but the there's a contemplative space that's really healthy for us to en- enter into yes you know that i think Art can help us enter that space. Yes. Um, so it's not just making our mind tick over and making us think more. It's yeah. actually making us think less mm. uh, and feel more. 
Uh, and I think that's a very important aspect of spirituality. Okay, so let me let me let me play my my role here and push back on, <laughs> on some of this, even though you know secretly yeah. I'm I'm right I'm right on board yeah, yeah, with you. Yeah. This is yeah. this is a lot of people who know me and know um, you know where I stand doctrinally on a lot of things. They actually get very surprised when I talk about art because yeah. I'm passionate about exactly what we're yeah, talking yeah. about. But I th- I feel we can push back on this a little bit. If you know. Is there a danger for those who are more open to these contemplative spaces, these Mm. non-word, you know, abstract type of ideas, to, you know, want to engage in this world, in this art, and then the motivation of that artist that has made this art, not godly, Maybe this, you know, someone made a yeah. like we go to the we go yeah, to a okay. music. Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah, be honest. Okay. We go yeah. to a gallery, or yeah. we we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we turn yeah. on the music, we listen yeah. to whatever, and it might be. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, now we're talking purely instrumental and abstract. Yeah, yeah. What did you call it again? Non non propositional. Non propositional. Yeah. Do we have to be afraid of? Okay, this artist who made this is anti Christian. Yeah. has a lifestyle yeah, that is yeah, anti yeah. what I what I agree. Yeah. I'm standing in front of it. If I engage in this art piece, yeah. am I engaging yeah, that's in good something? Good question. Good question. Okay. So, let's to to access that because that actually I think is a, is, yeah. is is a really important one. So, I, I want to talk about roles. I want to talk about the roles of art and I think this is going to help to frame this, okay. okay? So, so the first and this is probably, you know, in in history, you know, we see that and, and I'll use three E's here, just to make this easy. Yes. And the, the first role that I want to talk about is to educate. Okay. And and I've just talked about that um, that art educates us by stretching our imagination. You know. So so when you go into the um, the church in Assisi uh, in Italy, where um, the Franciscans. You know, the early Franciscan movement, and and there's all these wonderful frescoes of the artist Giotto about the life of Saint Francis, and you know Saint Francis had this enormous effect. You know, brought Jesus back to the people, and you know, preacher, and um, and he embodied for a lot of people, you know, what what the Christian life was about. Yes. Uh, brought that close to the people. There are all these scenes of Jesus, or you know, amazing scenes of the life of Christ, all painted. So you walk in, and you've got like it's like opening a comic book. Yeah. It's but actually in squares. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. actually in squares like that. So, yeah. so it has this, but it, it does so in a way that it depicts things, mm. and 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 it expands the imagination. Has this educative uh, kind of function. So that's certainly yeah. one one role of of the arts is to educate. And of course, the great hymns uh, that they contain, oh. like a systematic theology in the yeah. one hymn. Yeah. All the great truths, yes. you know, because as we, you know, as we sing these hymns. Y- y- we learn there's a lot to be learned out of that and also like the psalms it's about educating people in how to pray yeah. H- how do i when i'm in a really difficult situation what do i do uh you know and and you can complain and appeal and 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 uh and supplicate and all you know the psalms kind of show us a pathway so there's but, a teaching element so in your definition from before that education element when it comes to art that's all very propositional art yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you know. that's the more that's the more propositional yep. side. Um, the the other thing um, is the other aspect of the arts is is what I'm going to call elevation. Now, um, there there are two two aspects, and I'm 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 drawing the the uh, that term actually from uh, Jonathan Haidt, H A I D T. His uh, the Happiness Hypothesis is a book that I read where he discusses elevation as a um, as an aspect of our well-being, you know, um, and uh, and he he's a psychologist that did uh, did a lot of studies in the human um, uh, emotion of disgust, and yes. that led him to ask the question: What's the opposite to disgust? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and he recognised that elevation, so spiritual elevation or aesthetic ele- elevation. I'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, spiritual elevation is is something that up you know that uplifts me. I, I feel uplifted spiritually, uh, and that can be because of the content. But often it can just be by the an an, an aesthetic experience uh, of of beauty. I can look at a at a at, at a 
beautiful sunset or, yep. or something like that. And I have this, we have this aesthetic uh, wiring yeah. that when when we see beauty, we're confronted by beauty. It elevates. It 100%. has this, uh, and you know, and that aesthetic experience, as I said before, like we are, we are, we are aesthetically wired people. Mm. Uh, by aesthetic comes from the aesthesis, which is sense, the Greek idea of the senses, and mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're sensory beings, and so we're we're meant to respond with awe and and uh, and and this response to beauty. You know, when we see a painting or a sculpture and or something that's that's just beautiful it's mm. it has this elevating effect so and, and that can be a, a really spiritual thing you know you walk this is what when they built the cathedrals and the sense of you walk in and it's just so beautiful mm. you know the stained glass windows and the way the light play and the you know the space and the way that it's set out and the mm. artworks oh it's just you know it's 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 an elevating experience yes. um and and i you know i think we can we can lose we can easily lose this dimension, and this is where I say in the evangelical tradition, because it's it's very the e- evangelicalism was a wonderful thing because it's about faith for everyone, you know, um, and and it can be very pragmatic, you know, everything's just really pragmatic, and we'll yeah. we'll jump in a big um, concrete square and and get, get the seats out, and yeah. and there's often not a lot of work that goes into the actual aesthetics of the actual well, again, uh, like you know, the, the building compared I'll, to. The old days when oh. they spent hundreds of years building yeah. cathedrals. Well, I mean, again, the patron saint of the last hundred years of you know evangelical. I mean, yeah. the whole evangelical notion has been around a couple of hundred years. Yeah, and and the last hundred years to give us the modern day evangelical, yeah. the cornerstone of the patron saint of even the whole what the face that a lot of people think of when they think of evangelical is Billy Graham. Mm. Yeah, and and Billy Graham is the most pragmatic person in the universe. Yeah. I will use sporting stadiums. I don't care what they look like. Yeah, I need to amass the people, give them the word, and yeah. move on. It wasn't, and about that's great. A, you know, yes. I, I, like I love that. I mean, I love the fact that it it doesn't need a space, right? Yes. It, it's like we we you don't need a space that looks like this to worship God. You can do that anyway, and I actually love that, right? Yeah. yeah. But no, we don't need it. But there's something as as human, like in order to connect with God, and but. There's something about when we do and when we have this worship and we want to respond yes. that it is natural for us to want to do that in ways that, it, that, that have um, – that re- respond to God's glory with acts of creating beauty. Yeah. You know, so yeah. – uh, you know, so wanting to glorify God with a space or a or or or, or beautiful music yeah. or, or something that looks good. I mean, Design, there's anything. so you know, and yeah. I think even in worship, there's an aesthetic dimension to worship. You know, we we want to create music that's good, good music, aesthetically mm. good music, because we recognise that that has has a role. Um, so okay, so, so you're talking the, the, you're so talking the three E's. So you talked about the role of art is is first one was educate. Yep. Then I've talked you know, about elevation. Elevation. Yep. The next thing is expression, and this is this is one. Um, uh, th- this is an important one too. Uh, expression is uh, art as expression is how we express the way and our, our responses to the world around us. Um, we, we express it, like for example, the classic example of expression is the Psalms. Okay. You know, there are some really dark moments in yep. the Psalms, and they express that darkness really poetically. Actually, mm. they use imagery and and metaphor and and the way that they express their feelings very yes. poetically. Right, so so that's that's a form of you know a, a, of expression, and um, and that's really important. And I heard it, and and I think this is not only from a Christian point of view, but one of the things that I believe we need to get better at as Christians is listening to our culture, listening to how people feel and how they're thinking um, because we want to be in a conversation with our, with our culture. And so recognizing how, where is our culture at? And um, in a sense, the artists in our culture are like the canary in the mine. Do you, 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 you know that mm-hmm. the, the, in the old days, they used to take canaries down the mine shafts because if there was any problem with the air or if there was any air poisoning or, or the oxygen levels went down, the canary would be the first 
thing to die. Yeah. You know, it would be the first thing to feel it because it was so, so sensitive, right? And as soon as you see that canary drop over or stop yeah. singing, it's like, right, we've got to get Yeah, that's out right. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as the canary would, would start showing signs of distress mm. um, because it, of its sensitivity, it mm. would be – so. And, and I think – you know, artists are like the canary in the mines. That they, when wherever our culture is going, like I, you know, I went to um, uh, remember going through an exhibition in this in the um, uh, the modern art gallery on Circular Quay in Sydney, and and I walked through, and I just my response, I found it so sterile and soulless, you know, and it was very much about it was about the modern world, and and, and it was you know like. Um, well, it wasn't about that, but it was, it was all evoked elements of the modern world, and and it was a horrid experience, mm. actually. And and I came away, I thought oh, I did not like that at all. And someone asked me immediately after, "What did you?" Oh, I d- hated it, right? And then I thought about it afterwards. I thought, actually, you know what? That was actually a really good expression of where we have got to. Yeah. And it's actually, I, I still remember it to this day, mm. what it evoked, the feeling that it evoked in me. And it, 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 actually, it, it, it actually said something that was very true. Mm. You know, it's like, um, if you say to me, oh, Matt, I'm, I'm really, uh, really upset. Uh, about, it's not like, it, what, what you're saying, it's not a proposition about the world. It's, about a, it's, it's something about your response to the world, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a sense of validity in that. It's not about true or false. Like, well, that's how you feel. That's how you feel, you know. And, uh, I mean, um, you know, we don't live off our feelings, but uh, we, we, I think it's important in relationships that we listen to each other's feelings. And the role of, of art as expression, I think, is one of the most profound elements uh, of the arts and and I have learnt to read off uh, that you know and it's an amazing way to look when you go through history and you look at how they painted and and how they were responding yeah and it, it really says something profound about the sort of atmosphere of that time they are the canary in the, the in culture, the mind yeah. so to speak so for example one of the things um, that happened after it, sort of around sort of early uh, you know, World War One, uh, World War Two, after World War Two, uh, was that you get this emergence of of the art of the grotesque. Mm. You know, you get these twisted. Uh, it's it's uh, in in Australian uh, Arthur Boyd's very um, slightly disturbing kind yeah. of images. You've got Francis Bacon, the yes. the artist Classic. from the '60s, not to be confused with the uh, English philosopher no. um, of this 16th century, but um, uh, Francis. Uh, Francis Bacon, you know, painted these distorted images. Of, whenever he painted a figure, it was this distorted, yeah, awful. And, and and they're really quite disturbing. Yeah. And 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 I've you know again in class I put these images up, and people just think it's evil. Yeah. You know, uh, oh that's just evil. Well, actually, what Francis Bacon is responding and to he, he is responding to half a century of human atrocity and, and essentially his art is saying, what have we become? Yeah. A classic example of the art of the grotesque is, and one of my favourite uh, artists is Peter Booth. And, mm. I mean, his work is, is it, it, I mean, it's very expressive, mm. but it's really quite disturbing the, how he portrays humanity. And, yeah. and the thing is, I want to say as a Christian, his response to humanity this, his, in a sense, he feels that we have become monsters. monsters. Yeah, and without without Christ in the picture, you know, as far as yeah, the that's world right. View, yeah, yeah. But like, but again, see, this is something that we need to get. It's like here are these artists, art, you know, where the rest of the you know the rest of the of the world is talking about progress, 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 mm, right? Yes. And storming ahead. Here are these artists that saying that are saying, I am devastated. By myself and my own human nature, yeah, yeah, and they're putting that into their art, yeah. And we as Christians should be saying, "You are you're onto something, yes. Like you're really onto and validating that, but because it's not pretty, you know what I mean? We, we back away. Yeah, that we back away, and we, we think it's away. evil in some way. So, so that that you know, your question about you know art that's created by um, people who are very anti, or in a sense. Um, that they can actually, they actually can be express something that uh, is really valid from the you know, like, and I'm not saying that their perspective is true, 
but they are they are expressing the way that they feel about yes. the world and I think we need to get good at listening to that okay and and getting in touch with that all right that's really really great we've we've covered some foundational elements so we've talked about the roles of art let's take a quick break I want to tell you uh, a little bit more about uh, you know your opportunity to be able to get in and ask us some questions let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk more about art and the Christian perspective here on thrive perspectives Hello there, wonderful Thrive family. It's your old mate DJ here, and I'm interrupting the podcast to give you some really important news. Now, I want to get in and I want to get out. I want to give you the facts and let you get back to the podcast really quick. So grab a pen and a paper, all right? Grab a pen and a paper, and I want you to write down a couple of facts. First one, Friday, the 26th of March, Friday, the 26th of March, Circle that on the calendar in the middle of the day. Don't have an exact time yet, but to the 26th of March, a Friday, Matthew and I are going to be doing our first live streaming Q&A time for you. So question and answer with DJ and Matt live over video. It's all happening on our brand new Facebook group. That's right. There's a brand new Facebook group that we're going to be doing a live Q&A. Have you ever wanted to ask Matthew Jacoby something? Something that we've talked about? Have you ever wanted to ask me something or both of us together or to challenge us on something or to push back on something? Now's the time to do it. It's really simple. Live video Q&A happening in our new Thrive Supporters Facebook group. Now, I know you're asking yourself right now, the next question is, how do I become part of this? How do I get involved? How do you partake in this Q&A? Well, you have to be a Thrive supporter, and that means a Thrive financial supporter. So for as little as $5 a month, you can become a Thrive supporter and fund what we do with all things Thrive. How do I do that? You head over to our website, thrivetoday.com. TV, thrivetoday.tv. At the top of that page, you will see Donate. Donate will take you to our special Thrive Supporter page where you can select how much you want to give per month as a one-off gift. Whatever you want to give and whatever you give, you're automatically uh, asked to be a part of this exclusive private Thrive Supporters group. It's all happening on Friday, the 26th of March. We want you to be a part of it. We want to give you some reasons to give and take part in what we're doing. So don't miss out. Head over to the website today and get involved. All right, let's get back into that podcast now here on Thrive Perspectives. Perspectives, your old mate DJ here with Matt Jacoby, and we're talking about the Christian perspective very loosely, big picture around art. Mm. I know that's a massive, you know, <laughs> libraries have been filled with books yeah, about yeah. art, and here we are trying to, uh, you know, encapsulate it down into an episode. Matthew, you've talked about the three E's there, the roles of art in culture. You know, art has been used to educate, art has been used to elevate, and art has used it as an, as an expression. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Of where the artist is at, mm-hmm. quite a different way of looking at what the artist's yeah, role is. is there. Let me let me give you. I'll share a story with you that I think is I think illustrates the, the difficulty here here yeah. for people. And we, we had a um uh, an, an artist who, who's someone that you and that we know fairly well, Adam Lee, yeah. um, who uh, is very um, great artist, yeah, great uh, artist, stro- very strong uh, Christian and, and great friend, and uh, he. Um, actually loaned us a series of uh, of paintings that he did based on the big issue vendors, mm. you know, and um, 
And it was if you don't know the big issue, if you're listening to around the world, big issue is a uh, a program that is is a way for people who either are very low income, homeless, or anything to make money yeah. by selling this magazine on the street. Yeah. Uh, so the 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 magazine itself is called Big Issue. Yeah. So you might see someone who might be homeless or disabled or or, yeah, or right. somewhere yeah. selling Big Issues, and they keep the proceeds and and yeah, away that's they go right. Yeah, and and I I mean it was. Such a great series of of images, and and the, I mean they were quite big, and it, it it was the effect of it. I felt again from a Christian point of view uh, was was great because in our culture, it, it, we, we're so used to seeing billboards and big. Whenever you see uh, big pictures of people, they're always beautiful. Yeah. They're always you know the ideal lifestyle. The, it's it's ideal, ideal, ideal. Okay, yes. uh, it's like the poster people, right? So. So, you know, Adam does this series of massive images of really quite down and out kind of people and clearly, you know, clearly so and celebrating. Yeah. You know, celebrating their, their humanity and mm. and um uh but it was interesting and, and I mean we put this is going back a, a while ago now, but we put uh, a series of these images uh up in the church and a lot of people really struggled with it. Yeah. Uh like really, really struggled with it. And because they, you know what? Like it, I mean, it even it, in some of the, it felt a bit sinister and and like mm. you know these pictures. It's like, and again, um, I you know w- when I explained it to people, you know what, everything that I've just said. Oh, yeah. right, okay. But again, I think as it, it 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 goes to show that as evangelicals like and in a sense i think it was a wonderful success as an artist to actually get the negative reaction yeah because i think uh that's what it, it was want. like you yeah. just got a big tick there because yeah. that actually in a sense good art will bring things to the surface mm-hmm. and it's you know we um, I mean, I'm sure there, you know, there were some people that just thought it was just outright evil. These images, of, you know, like fairly uh, people that just looked a bit not the way that not, yeah, we think that humans you... should look, right? <laughs> but it actually, it actually exposed something about a real cultural bias and a bit of, you know, in a large middle class church, yes, uh, a bit of discomfort around these sorts of people, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and I thought it was a really uh, I thought it was really telling, actually, that that was the immediate yes. you know, reaction. Of course, once I, you know, explained that, and you know, you know, people said, "Ah, oh, mm. oh, right," and actually, probably felt a bit convicted. I think at the same time, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, at- I thought that was a wonderful example. I think of where where art that you know wasn't painted to be pretty yeah. was painted to actually, uh, you know, in, in a well, in a sense, in a very profound sense, it was quite educative but in a in a um very provocative sort yeah. of way and that yeah. and, and that's a lot of art these days are sort of based around and they're brilliant i mean they were just brilliant paintings too, yeah so I'll, I'll definitely yeah. i'll have a link and in, in if you want to follow up on a lot of this stuff go to the show notes because i'll yeah. try to put links to a lot of yeah. what we're talking about yeah all right matt i want to i want to throw you a curveball here in this last yeah. part here um and uh we'll talk about art in general you know as in as in music Film. I, actually, before, have, yeah, have, yeah, let, let me just say, yeah. <laughs> because one of the art forms actually that we haven't addressed is, and, and I'll just quickly say something about this if I may, because mm. I think I know where you're going with this curveball. I have no idea, but yeah, let's <laughs> okay. see. So, literature. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I have a lot of Christians say, well, what about novels, reading novels? Because it's not true, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we, we, we want to read things that are, that are true and, and that's not true. And so, or, you know, we, we, should, we feel like we should be reading inspiring stories about missionaries or, you know, whatever, and, which is fine. Read all of those things. Yeah. Thing is, uh, great fiction can do something that nothing else can. It actually can put you in a situation and allow you to live empathetically through an experience with with a person and and often what good novelists do is that they create a situation in order to put you in it i mean a, you know a classic example is um uh, a, a, a short novel by uh, leo tolstoy called the death of ivan Ilyich. Mm. and you get to you get to journey with this guy who's absolute ladder climber you know wants to very ambitious but suddenly he finds out that he's dying and you go through the experience 
it's basically convert like a conversion experience that you go through with this yeah. guy. Uh, but that, I mean, the novel that you're bringing up there is is obviously, dare I say, it, from a Christian perspective. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. And he's and he's and he's making a Christian point. I mean, yeah. I, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the novels that are written today by non-Christian people are still wanting to put yeah. people in in a position, but it might be in a position that maybe we as Christians. Uh, yeah. Well, I I I mean, I mean, I read a over the I've. Uh, over the Christmas break, I read a book called Boy Swallows Universe, a, a novel, and and you know it was it was describing uh, an experience in sort of the very much lower lower level society in in Australian context, and and I actually found that it it connected me really empathetically with that experience. Mm. Um, so you know it doesn't have to be written by a Christian for me to. Um, uh, sort of get in s- to empathise with that experience. You know, it's it. But, but this could could this be like like you with your love of philosophy and re- I mean, you read a lot. Mm. Full stop. You're yeah. a de- you devour books at a rapid rate, and uh, and and I know that you're you're able to read some works that are way out there and have really different views because you've got such a strong foundational base. Yeah. on the word of god you're not swayed you're not you can think about it type of thing i'm sure that's not the same for everybody and it's sure it's not the same for our listeners who are you know maybe don't have as solid a base to think critically about what they're reading yeah you're going to struggle as a christian living in a world like ours if you can if if you don't i i i would i would my answer to that would be to say well then get discerning Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like become a discerning person because, because if you can't, if you can't interact with the world, because what can happen is that then you, you, there's a sense which I've got to shut, I've got to completely wall myself in and not really, not really try to understand where people are coming from. And and look, this happens. I mean, we, you know, where we, I mean, I, I I have read books that have uh, opened up experiences of people going through, you know, same-sex attraction, or, or others, uh, you know, or um, experiences that I have not, but have actually, okay, yes, they've been coming from that that direction, mm. and and maybe been a bit of a soapbox, but they've also helped me to kind of empathise with some of the difficulties. Okay, now mm. of course I I filter that through, you know, our worldview, and I and and I have you know con- certain convictions about that, and it's mm. not. Um, like I think the problem is is that if we can't discerningly listen and empathize, and I think what good literature does is that it puts you inside uh, because not um, you know novelists create these things, well, you know good books create these things. There's a lot of reality in that, you know. There's uh, and and I think they can help you get. Um, help critique ways of thinking or or help to stretch us outside the box and help us to see things from a slightly different perspective. You know, classic example is Alan Payton's novel Cry Beloved Country, where in, in South you know, in apartheid South Africa he he tells the story of a of a young black man and mm-hmm. and and it, you know it was such a influential novel because a beautiful it, book. Yeah, it's a beautiful book because it actually put you know, white South, South Africans into the experience of mm. this and helped to see mm. the world through this person's experience. That's something that a novel can do. And whether it's, in, and I think particularly the experiences of the very people that God wants to reach the most, I think we need to listen and understand their experiences so that we can connect. And I think novels can help us do that. So okay. I, or, or, I'm not saying go out and read novels all the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm just saying that there is there is a role for these art forms in terms of helping us to understand uh, understand the human psyche and and to understand the way that people think. Yeah. And get inside other people's experiences. Okay. Push back if you. If no, you no, 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 no. Disagree. Oh, dude, there's yeah. so much here we can get to. Because the same the same can be said for. For film, I yeah. think good film can do this. Yeah. Now, there's lots of crappy film uh, out there. Well, this, this but, is, you're touching. But a good film can really be challenging um, in this way as well. You're talking to a man yeah. who loves, you know, yeah, loves, yeah. He loves. We know how much I love movies, but 
here's here's what I want to end end on this one. You know, we're running out of time, and I want to yeah. I want to sort of push back in this yeah. way here. Um, I am tired of modern Christians. Yeah. Modern, um, you know, uh, smart Christians. Let's just say, yeah. let's just say that educated is okay. is probably a good word. Who've been around the block a few times, and as soon as you mention art, yeah, they groan, yeah, and go, oh, Christian art, <sighs> Christian, you know, paintings, Christian movies, Christian books, Christian mm-hmm. music. Christian, you, anything right. with the adjective, using Christian as an adjective is yep. always a bit of a problem, but, you know, and I'll give them that. But they, they there's a real cynicism. Well, well because, and, and they're using that adjective, they might as well put the word cringy in there. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I think that's what you're, that's what that's you're what getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there's this sense of... Because there's an association perhaps yeah, uh, there, yeah. which is unfortunate because in history... Some of the greatest works of art have been and and they will say and they will say hey that was great for history that was great for history but let's just talk about the last fifty years you know it's all bad there's hardly any good Christian blah 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 if you're going to be in the Christian ghetto if you're going to be in the Christian business world if you're going to be in the Christian market you've got to dumb yourself down and be pathetic and da 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 I think that is such (laughs) a cynical. Yeah. Uh, and I'm speaking as 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 one of the great cynics uh, of the world. <laughs> as, a, as a classic Gen Xer, you know, the gen, Generation X is the most cynical generation ever. You know, we grew up after the boomers, you yeah. know, the children of the boomers, and we are just cynical about everything. We yeah. saw through everything, and we saw through this desire, you know, Christian art. But you know what? I've come back around, and I've gone, who's to say? Like, I've, I've sort of come back to mm. this now, like, we're we're going to be standing in front of you know God one day, yeah. And I I don't know if he's going to mock the Christian art. The, look, the artist that is doing it cynically, the Christian art. There's plenty of Christian yeah, yeah. artists out there that are doing it cynically. Yeah, I'll be you know someone who's worked in that industry, and you can you know this as well. Yeah. People who are writing music to a formula to be played on a particular radio station to you know yeah. I've got to put yeah. the JPM. Yeah. The Jesus per minute yeah. into the song to get it played on the you know there's all that type of yeah. talker in the, in the background, so there's you know fine, but but I'm sick of this cynicism around Christian art. I'm I'm sick of this attitude yeah. from young people because what's happened now is Gen yeah. X has sort of poisoned the well, and yeah. now the millennials are coming up going Christian music. Yeah. Christian I, I, books, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I Christian agree. Christian film, as if I'd have anything to do with that, I would only listen to good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, spe- and it drives yeah, me yeah, insane. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, speak. I mean, speaking as someone who was has been in a Christian band for <laughs> a long time, you know, I, I'd hope that. Look, for, for a start, I, I think that's a reaction, uh, against, uh, perhaps against something. Uh, against a period where um, it was seen almost as dangerous for Christians to get involved in anything that wasn't Christian. Now, when I for, when I became uh, a Christian in the very late 80s, early 90s, there was all of this stuff you know, about the evils of contemporary music, and yeah. you know, and uh, and so we just you know got to just listen to Christian music, and and you got to just what you know. Uh, watch Christian movies, and it was very um, subculture oriented. Yes, and it was also the period when there was an absolutely burgeoning Christian music industry yes. as, as well. Uh, that actually really fed off that as well, mm. you know. And so, um, so I think, and and because it, it developed its own, almost its own own genre, uh, that was then kind of paid out by the world, you know, like. Uh, we, I think perhaps we all became a bit embarrassed about that, or you know, perhaps you know. Yeah. I, look, and and I think um, the mistake there is that it became too, uh, it became too insular, possibly, and yes. and uh, maybe because uh, because I think the best thing for a good artist is is to expose yourself just to good art, mm. not just to Christian good art, but just to really good good art, and yeah. and you know maybe that that possibly wasn't happening enough. But I, I. 
but there was lots of amazing stuff. Yeah. Amazing, well, his, his, amazing stuff that that was that I fed off as a young Christian. And this is, I think, like I get that had a really important role for me. Like Christian musicians who are writing songs about the Christian life, yeah. uh, you know, about the stories of Scripture. That was so important for me as a young Christian. I get concerned that that young Christians these days uh, don't have a lot. Although I have to say, I think the worship music these days is absolutely fantastic. There's so much great worship music, more than there was back in the 90s. Oh, the biggest Uh, biggest growing genre of music. It was funny, there's actually two. When it comes to putting a label Christian on on something, um, the two areas of Christian music, which is rapidly growing and is considered to be the forefront of a particular area, believe it or not, is worship music, and which is, you know... Has takes elements of a lot of different things, like big anthem rock, big yeah, you know, yeah. the, you know, big this, big pop melodies and everything like that. Sort of amalgamates it all into something a higher expression. And the other one, believe it or not, is Christian hip hop. Christian yeah. hip hop is yeah. because it is so. Uh, had it, what was it, logocentric? Did you yeah. say oh. it is? It is so logocentric yeah. hip hop. You know, it's such about the message that you're saying. Oh, it's that, a great medium for that. Yeah, that, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Huge, yeah, it's huge in that way. So anyway. But even with, let me, you know, yeah, I get you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like uh, when people, that, yeah. people want to play that game, and the people that drive me the most insane about this are the Christian artists who who trot this out. Mm. You know, because I've interviewed a thousand million Christian artists from all over the world. You yeah. know, over the last you know thirty years, yeah. and the ones that drive me insane are the ones who are like, oh, I don't really listen to Christian music. Uh, you know, I listen to you know fill in whatever the Rolling yeah. Stone tells them is great. Yeah, and you know, I just this is what and it's. Oh, that to me is the most cynical of cynical yeah, viewpoints yeah. ever because when I actually push people who are like this and say, well, tell me who you listen to, like tell me the Christian examples that you're saying is no good. Like you say, oh, Christian music's bad, Christian film is bad. Now listen, I, I'm happy to say yeah, there's some cheesy yeah, Christian yeah. films out there. But I actually challenge them and say, okay, tell me who. Mm. Have you exhausted, like, you know – it's we, just a general kind of thing, just, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's the easiest way to to let themselves yeah. off the hook. I feel like yeah. Well, it's it's like I'm I'm going to pay out the I'm going to pay out the nerdy kids. Yeah. So I can feel like I'm a cool kid. That, yeah. I think I think yeah. there's a bit of that sort of thing because actually, look in every in every genre there's bad there's bad in every subculture yeah. there's bad then, stuff as well. Well, then I say to them, okay, so what are you listening to now? And yeah. 90% of them just tell me the most drivel pop crap yeah. that, that is on the radio. And I'm like, what are you talking like? You you're, you are going to listen to worldly music talking about – and I challenge anybody today to find – if you can find me 10 songs in the top 100 yeah. of any billboard chart that isn't Christian, that isn't full of swear words, yeah. literally, yeah. Yeah. I challenge you, yeah. find me – Anything that doesn't have the explicit tag on yeah. an album that is in the top 100. Yeah. Challenge you there. Yeah. Now, am I saying that we as Christians shouldn't listen to anything if it's got an explicit tag on it? That's up to your discernment yeah. there. That's like you yeah. were saying before, like get discerning. We need to yeah. listen to the cultural, you know, yeah. canaries, you know, type, that type of thing. But it's such a complicated – this is a yeah. complicated, you know, pathway to, to yeah. walk walk yeah. down. And and I think, um, I think it cuts us that – cuts us off from a lot of really great stuff and I, I do think I do think it is important that we are that we are reading and listening and exposing ourselves to things that are really going to edify us uh, as well mm-hmm. um, now I uh, I mean a Christian Christian film Christian TV is a growing era and there's some great stuff and we've talked before about the the chosen oh. uh, the, the series the chosen I think Phenomenal. they are doing I think it's as good as anything that I've seen uh, on if television. Not yeah, if I, not I just it's it's remarkable. It's it's the largest crowd-funded yeah. uh, and, media and, thing, and that and that type of model I think will actually have a massive impact impact on art in the future. I think with technology and with people yeah. being able to fund what they want to see, <laughs> I actually believe the the best days for Christian art are in front of us. Yeah. Because I think that Christians are going to say, hey, listen, I actually want to put my money towards these projects and these creators that I really yeah. enjoy. Yeah. And it's going to enable people to do some do, do some incredible stuff. Matt, we're running out of time. Yep. You, you've challenged us to 
be discerning, mm. you know, stand in our foundation of the word of God. You know, don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. and say, listen, I need to not listen to any Christian or watch any Christian yeah. or read or anything like yeah. that. But we need to be discerning. So yeah. there's a tightrope here that we're yeah. walking. Yeah. Some and, pe- and that's life. That's with everything. Okay, that, yeah, uh, that's right. I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad you point that out. Some people's, and I'll even say this, some people's tightropes might be different to other people's. Yeah. What is okay it's like it's like the meat yeah, offered yeah. to idols. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What what and there's been a couple of times where you and I will go out to an art film. Yeah. And some young person will say, "What did you guys see?" And I'll be like, uh, "Just a film," because I really don't want. Because I yeah. just I think, man, they might have they if they think that Pastor Matt and DJ ran out and saw this film, yeah. and they go see, oh, it's a pretty dark film. Yeah. Um, they might not have the discerning foundation underneath them to read to read what is you know the mm. the film is being said. Here's my final question to you. Are there good resources out there? If 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 for the listeners who are listening now to going, you know what? I feel challenged, Matt. I want to be able to speak culturally to what's out mm. there. How, how do they find what's good in a sea of every rubbish? You know, that's a good question. How do you yeah, find? That's, yeah. Where do you find yours yourself? I mean, well, I yeah. I mean, I I have like with film. I have my favorite filmmakers who explore i think very spiritual you know themes and and i have uh books that i love reading i mean i've you know and 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 a lot of those books are by christian uh writers um um so so perhaps you know that's probably uh that's probably a whole other topic isn't it i mean in terms of you know there there are plenty of great books about the arts if if you wanted to read up you know pr- plenty of because there's lots of christian books as i said this has been a a burgeoning area of interest you know so there's there's lots of stuff out there on on faith and the arts and so forth i can see uh you've just given me an idea here maybe there's going to be magic Abbey's book club yeah i I, I i'm almost thinking a kind of you know, you know like review some kind of i mean th- this is what what i love about teaching a course in faith and the arts is that i get to go through and experience examples with students and help them to, okay, let's listen to what this artist is saying. Yeah. What does that say about our culture? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, isn't this helpful? That Doesn't this, you know, because there's something valid about this or, you know, to watch a film and to recognise how it challenges us in this way. And, and so um, I'd, I'd have to do it one film or one book <laughs> Hey, at a time, you Matt, know, one uh, painting at a time. This might be a whole new uh, Thrive project here. Thrive's uh, Art Club of the Month. You know, we, yeah, we recommend yeah. a couple of things. Yeah. If that's uh, if that's something that would interest you, um, we will put some links out there. I actually think sometimes the Gospel Coalition, um, and they've got a particular writer, Matthew, who I've forgotten his name, Matt, somebody who writes for them. He reviews uh, films, art, you okay, know, books right, and stuff yeah. like that in a really great way. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, really great taste. There's a few other bloggers and stuff yeah, like that yeah. that are doing good work in this, but you're not going to find it on the mainstream, you know, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you've got to be a bit discerning to get out there and even find some of the stuff. But if this has raised any questions for you, please get in contact with us. You know how to do that at, over at thrivetoday.tv. In a couple of weeks from now, we're going to be doing a live Q&A here from the new studio for our supporters. So become a supporter. You've heard me talk about that and you can even ask some of these questions to us directly. Sounds good. Now, if we go out, one last thought, Matt, we're going out, we're thinking about, we want to think Christianly about art, Yeah. right? Someone is listening to all of this and going, Matt, you haven't quoted the verse yet. You know, whatever's good and pure and everything, just think on those things. So if it's not those things, chuck it out the window. We need... Give us give us a challenge there of how we should be, with, you know, thinking and responding to the art art that's coming out of the world. Well, I think being a Christian in the world is about perceiving everything through uh, a lens of love and and compassion and discernment, uh, through the lens of uh, of truth and through uh, a Christian worldview that can recognize common what we refer to as common grace like there is the the, god is at work everywhere stirring in people in all sorts of different ways uh he he is not just at work in the he's at work in everyone's lives in some ways now whether they're responding to that or not that's another question uh and as i said theologians refer to this as common grace it's 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 you know there there are um and and i and i think let's 
let's learn to listen for God discerningly, empathetically. Let's learn to listen to uh, to others, listen to the art, uh, and and hear what God wants to say to us through that. listening to Thrive Perspectives, we want to hear from you. So send us your big questions and ideas. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, download other shows, see all of our resources and much, much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. The Thrive Today Network is on Facebook. Our Facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you. Just search and like Thrive Today page in Facebook now visiting the website ratethispodcast.com slash thrive perspectives really helps us reach more people so head to ratethispodcast.com slash thrive perspectives we hope that these shows will challenge you to look at life from a new perspective and thrive was another DJP.FM production.